welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. Another week, another Yak Sports Podcast where we talk about the sports that matter to you, the Augusta County sportsman. I am Leland McRae. Joe Deck is with me. We are glad you are listening on Podbean, Spotify, or uh, Google or Apple. So we're glad you're doing that. I'm just reminding that up front that all of your friends can also listen to this on those to so make sure they know we exist. But Joe, college football got started. But the way, how was your weekend? And then I'll tell you how my weekend started. It was a weekend. I mean, it happened. It was, football yeah. was on. And actually, I think for the first time in my life, I actually spent more time watching Sunday football than Saturday football, just because the games on Sunday at least were good. Saturday was my birthday. So the night before that, there was a lot of rumors about this topic going on. And I'll talk more about my birthday later. But morning comes of September 12th, and my phone's buzzing like crazy. Stephanie's phone's buzzing like crazy. So I, I did just kind of assume it was the group we're both in uh, texting. I said, what's going on? And she said, they canceled the UVA game, or they postponed the UVA game. And so of my 36th birthday, the first thought that went through my head was disappointment. And as much as I've been disappointed, or not disappointed, disappointed is the wrong word, just pessimistic about football happening, with, if it should happen, maybe not seeing eye to eye how things, the, the risks that seem to be getting taken, I, I was, I'm excited that football is being played, uh, and I'm hoping for the best. And so I'm really disappointed that the Tech UVA game is not happening, because I wanted that Commonwealth Cup back in Blacksburg as soon as possible. So now we're going to have to wait longer on that again. So... It was just really negative news to start Saturday morning when I was excited about watching other college football, knowing we weren't playing this weekend, but looking forward to next weekend, which should have been you know, where we were the 730 game. They had already announced where the ABC primetime game. Awesome. Kirk Herb Street, Fowler calling our game. Awesome. Uh, game day was likely to be announced for Blacksburg. I know no fans would have been there for that, but still a highlight on your program. They'll do some inside stories. We had some topics to talk about this summer, and they would probably present them in a good light. All that was good for the program. All that gets canceled. So now Louisville-Miami gets that attention, and game day is going to Louisville, and that game is the 7.30 game. So it's obvious we were going to have all that. So I'm disappointed, and uh, that's about all. The only word that I think applies to that, disappointed. Yeah, I mean... Like you, I've had my doubts on how wise of a decision it is to be playing football. But if they're going to play it, I was going to watch it. And I was excited at the idea of having football and just hoping for the best in terms of the health and safety aspect of it. Um, And so to see that this game was being postponed after Virginia Tech had their NC State game postponed was just kind of like, okay, um, more bad news. And maybe... Virginia Tech won't play at all or ever because of the outbreak. Um, Because NC State had to move their game back, which would have been the first game. But instead, that game gets moved back again because NC State had problems. Although, again, and this was the other problem with Virginia Tech, the whole week leading up, you heard, well, it's a good thing that we didn't have to play this week anyway because I'm not sure we would have passed protocols. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not positive. Should have been a clue. Yeah, and then you hear, oh, hey, actually, you're not going to be able to play because, well, you have this outbreak on the team. 
or through contact tracing. There's just too many players that wouldn't be able to play. And you see some of the comments on Twitter and you're just like, and they're like, well, look, if it's only like one or two guys, what's the big deal? But if it's one or two starters, you've exposed the whole unit. So all of your starters would need to be in quarantine through contact tracing. Apparently we didn't have enough linemen to play. Like there's a, a line, offensive lineman limit and we didn't have enough, period. Yeah, and we'll get to other conferences and what their plans are now um, in a minute. But it it sucks that Virginia Tech isn't able to play. Um, well, shoot, LSU since then has said they have a big outbreak on their team, not just contact tracing, like because that's what appears to be our problem is contact tracing. Yes, we've had some people test positive, but it's the you know people around them. But at LSU, Orgeron was it yesterday said that they have like a outbreak of pe- positive tests. I mean, that's scary as crap. And he said we hope that. Uh, because everybody has it, they won't get it again. And I'm like, uh, okay. Again, it's just... Yeah, it's not how we view it. Yep. (laughs) It just makes (laughs) you go. And this is why we are where we are. But, yeah, so let's move on to the games. The other depressing news of the... Of the weekend for tech, and we're we're oh tech yeah let's yeah let's hit let's focus on the out. tech stuff before we yeah God but Devon Hunter suspended for nothing COVID related behavior off the field, um which the well, I mean, we can say it. it was in the court we, yeah I mean, it's public record we could say what it is yeah it just it sounds like a messy bad situation so um it just stinks to have someone of that talent you know a lot of stars beside his name when he came into tech. And uh, we were really looking to pay those stars off this year. And it, it's not going to be able to happen. And he's not coming back anytime soon. I did see some of the people originally go from zero tolerance policy at Virginia Tech is ridiculous. Sands has to go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> to once it, once it came out like what it was, they were like, oh. And then it was like, yeah. And also if it was COVID related and you're trying to send this message that, hey, we are taking this seriously, then yeah, there is a zero tolerance policy. And if players, just like students, the 40 students got kicked off Virginia Tech's campus this weekend or this week because they were violating the COVID policy. If a football player does that, yes, they deserve the same punishment. Believe it or not, they are a student at Virginia Tech. I know that line has somehow gotten blurred, especially this year with college athletes and students, but they are the same. And so if they break the rules like a regular student they should be treated like a regular student and not given an exception because they can score touchdowns or tackle somebody really good on saturday so but obviously it was something we talked about earlier now maybe if he played at jmu he could still play because we don't have that strict of a rule on felonies of and violent crime but virginia tech took a stance and their stance is you can't be on the team while that's going on and if it turns out he's guilty then he's gone from the team for good and from the school. And that's an so, athletic program. That's, yes. That's throughout and the athletic. If you are facing felony charges uh, until they're resolved, you, you cannot, cannot be play. on. Yeah. And that's fine. That's yeah. a good rule to have. Um, yeah. I have no problem with it at all. We've been zero tolerance. We've been minimal tolerance about a lot of things under Fuente. And at some points I've defended them um, even to you. Like, and you've seen things differently. And that was more in-house on team behavior. Um, and, you know, before all the facts are there. And I, I think I'm quicker to be no nonsense. And, if you know, break a rule, you're gone kind of thing, even if it is detrimental to the team. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really, I was just disappointed it happened. I didn't know what happened. I think pretty early they had put out it wasn't COVID related. So, um, yeah, 
I, I don't know. It was bad. I guess I'm not eager to say what all the report said. Um, our listeners know how to use the internet if they're listening to this podcast, so you can figure it out. Okay. Um, there. That's, that's what I got. I don't know. I, I, right. That's just how I feel like handling this one. Okay. I do. Fine. I do like seeing UVA or not. I don't like seeing it, but UVA people who are on their high horse, like, yeah, I guess going to tech make turns you into this kind of problem. I knew him in high school, and this is what he's turned into. That doesn't happen at UVA. Um, let's let's just not forget that bad things happen everywhere, and uh, you know, yeah, I, some I, skeletons I know. were dug bad out of closets happen. on Twitter. That uh, yeah, and I, and and I don't want those thing. skeletons dug. I don't, I don't want I don't them like dug out either because there's no winners. Yeah. It's just like okay, no like winners. we can be just yeah. as bad of people as UVA people who are talking about this in that light. Like just when people let are it go. Un, have experienced violence because of somebody at your school, like maybe now's not the time. To they don't put well, one and they don't need together. you. They don't need. The, the victims and the families yeah. of the victims don't need so, you to put it back on social media to try to get a point off somebody else for being a jerk. Yeah. Like, just rise up and be a better human being. At, at some point, we'll play this football game. Let's, let's, let's talk crappy at each other about that. Yeah. All right. So moving on to positive things and games actually happening. Uh, Wake probably wishes games didn't happen because they hosted game day and hosted Clemson and they got run out of their own stadium. Uh, I watched a lot of that game just because it was the night night game. It didn't have Herb Street and Fowler because they were on their way to Monday Night Football. But um, yeah, it was it was good to see primetime football with teams I actually care about back on. So I was anxious for that. But I I think the bigger news was that Georgia Tech went over Florida State, and I know Florida State has a new head coach, um, but Georgia Tech has a newer head coach too, and I mean, they they beat Florida State, and that's that's always a good thing. Even with Florida State down, I, it's still a good thing for Georgia Tech's program. Yeah. Um, I, that was the one game that I felt like on the whole weekend was just worth watching from start to finish. There were some other upsets. I mean, like Louisiana. We'll get to those. Yeah, we, we'll talk we'll about those. We'll get to those. some Big 12 okay. games. <laughs> yeah, but this this game actually was a good game uh, in terms of score. Now, in terms of product on the field i don't know if good is a word i would use to describe it but i just like seeing georgia tech not running that yeah they ran a real offense so much problems yeah they (laughs) ran a real offense and florida state is florida state is not florida state anymore they're bad um and but they're one of those programs that can it's why Miami gets the benefit of the doubt all the time, and they haven't cashed in. But Florida State is, is capable of rebounding quickly. Like, Yeah, and they just don't. It's not like us that we're going to have to build back forever. Like, it, it could be in two years that they're back, but they're not there now. No, they're not. And it, it, they're bad. I mean, that game was bad. They blew a lead in that game, and just at no point once they lost the lead did they look like they were going to threaten to get it back. I, they were just a train wreck. And... Um, I think, you, you know, going to the other big ACC game, I, I don't need to talk about Miami. Um, no. Notre Dame. Duke yeah, Notre Dame Notre beat Dame. Duke. And that was that was an okay game. But Duke hung around there a little bit. And I just, I don't respect Duke. So to me, it says more about Notre Dame. That was the game that if we would have talked to the ACC games happening before that weekend, that was a game I kind of had interest, like, everybody's talking Notre Dame up. Everybody thinks Notre Dame and Clemson are just going to run the ACC and will they play each other twice and blah, blah, blah. I just was like, watch out for Duke here. Like Duke, Duke and Cutcliffe 
find a way to win a game here and there that surprises you. And I think last year was probably the game over us. And maybe the way they did it was more surprising than anything. They dominated us. I just, I had that one circled. I was wrong. They got beat. I, I wasn't, I'm not trying to say I was right, but that was the game that I would have said, you know, watch, watch Duke here. And so I, I had interest in that score. I wasn't watching in the early afternoon, but I, that was like, hey, what's going on with the Notre Dame-Duke game? So, uh, yeah, it didn't turn out that way. I don't think Notre Dame helped their case for, you know, second-best team in the ACC with that game. They'll get their other – they'll have other challenges too, but – Yeah, I mean, that'll sort itself out. I mean, those the three teams that I think are competing for the number two slot in the ACC all play each other, so. Yeah. UNC dominating all that. Um, Big 12, I wanted to talk about the Big 12 because that's a pretty poor effort for a conference last week. Your, your, your top dogs did what they needed to do. Oklahoma dominated, Texas dominated, and even West Virginia dominated. But Kansas State loses, Texas Tech has a scare with Houston Baptist, Carolina, uh, Kansas lost to Coastal Carolina, and Louisiana, not Louisiana State University, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, they beat Iowa State. And Iowa State was one of those teams people were talking about. They had a good oh, year last year. Rank, they had everybody coming back. The Bayer on game day was really high on Iowa State. And they just got just completely demolished in the second half. I mean, it was a good first half, but it was all Louisiana in the second half. And they beat them 31-14. And so that just rounded out a pretty embarrassing weekend for the Big 12. And it reminded me of that video where the SEC is arguing with the Big Ten. You know, it's like, you know, these people taking on the conferences. And, and that one lady that does it is awesome. That uh, Adji, I forget her name. I'll look it up and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth block. yeah, yeah. She's awesome. And she's put out some great ones this week. But there was those other people doing it, like in the parking lot. And they leave the Big Ten behind. And the ACC hops in. And the SEC, and it's like, you got to have us. And then they just completely disrespect the Big 12, like, you're going to get slammed in a playoff, get in the back seat, and they're just kind of ignoring what they're saying. Like, that's why. Because outside of Oklahoma and Texas, you don't have much. And, yeah, West Virginia beat Eastern Kentucky. That's nothing to write home about. But you're very top-loaded and everything else is weak, and you still kind of wonder which one of those weak teams will knock off Oklahoma or Texas at some point because that's how the Big 12 goes, and there's no defense being played. So it, it just kind of proved the Big 12 is just not up to the standard of the SEC when the Big 10 is playing and e even the top of the ACC. So, well, I mean, the top of the ACC is Clemson. But yeah. If we're being, I, I if we're yeah, being honest with ourselves. Here. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're being honest with ourselves, the ACC is not great either. But um, I will say this. I, I didn't think Iowa State would lose to Louisiana. But when I was looking at that game and – and saw Iowa State with a number next to their name. I was like, no. Even in a pandemic, even in year. pandemic rankings, no. Like, no. That was with no. That was with Big Ten in in the rankings. I know. Ranked. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. even even in the pandemic rankings, I wouldn't have them in the top 25. Like that team's just not good. They're not good. And stop. Stop. They were in it towards the end last year. <sighs> For what? They didn't have many losses. I don't. I don't know what to like. How else to say it? Like I, I don't know their exact record, and I can look it up while you trash them. But I, they weren't terrible last year, and they returned like everybody. Like there was reasons to think that they were better than than that. It did not prove true. But yeah, we just need a rule. Like Iowa State is never in the top twenty-five because they're not good. 
They're not good now. They've never been good. There is no reason on God's green earth to have Iowa State in the top 25. And Virginia Tech in a pandemic being in the top 25 also no. I like Virginia Tech. I'm a Virginia Tech fan. I know it doesn't sound like it sometimes. I'm just a realist. And no, they shouldn't be in the top 25. They're just, I mean, who have, there are three games, uh, four games on that schedule that I worry about. I worry about the UVA game. I know no one else here is worried about it, but, and a lot of Virginia Tech fans are like, no, we're not losing to them again. But when I see stuff like, well, maybe we play Burmeister, I'm like, maybe we deserve to lose. Like, maybe we're, maybe we're not smart enough to be in this game. Like, maybe we deserve to lose because if you're going to take a kid who was a failure at Oregon and move him to the ACC where they actually play football and somewhat better than the Pac-12 and take a kid who you didn't believe in at the beginning of last year and put in Ryan Willis, one of the worst quarterbacks in Virginia Tech history since Virginia Tech has been relevant in football and watch him fail on a grand scale and say things like, well, we're just not good enough to compete with Duke. Okay, great. Well, then you put Hendon Hooker in, and all of a sudden we can compete with anybody on the field, and we're winning all of our games until the UVA game. He was good. And and so now we're getting ready to go into a full year, a full offseason of him being the number one. Well, no, because we don't know about this Burmeister guy. He might be pretty good. Well, we're going to split reps with him. Well, he's going to start, but Burmeister's definitely going to play. Great. I mean, great. You know what? We're not even smart enough. We're not, and I, the Fuente Hive can be the Fuente Hive. And if we lose games and we're looking at Burmeister's numbers and he turns the ball over twice when he only gets 10 passes a game, I just don't want to hear about, well, we need to let him get some reps. No, we need to send him out to JMU or some other college where they don't play real college football and not have them playing in games that matter because that's what costs you games when you have your best players on the sideline because of I don't know because you're an idiot this quarterback guru has fallen ass backwards into talent he fell into Andy Dalton oh Paxton Lynch is the great quarterback that he's uh created other than Andy Dalton when he was a coordinator well Paxton Lynch actually sucks so okay and what has Memphis done since Justin Fuente left been just fine so I don't think it was Justin Fuente that made Memphis Iowa State I, last year had, by the way, yeah, they lost. Seven, six, that's all. I shut yeah, up. I was going to try to move They are terrible. About. Thanks for putting them in the top 25. And I, each time I they played a ranked team, choke job. What a bunch of losers. So, anyway, I'm not as default negative on uh, Brumster as you are because I think there is – I don't know. I'm just not as negative on him. I, th- I mean, he was a four-star recruit. He was at Oregon. He got forced into playing as a freshman under Willie Taggart, who's a terrible coach. I, I just there's there's reasons for me to think that he's not absolute. Terrible. That was when Willie Taggart was good. But what I good. do know, there's that's what I think. That's what I have to assume, and that's what I'm guessing. But I know Hooker. I know what he can do, and I don't see why anybody else should be on the field other than him. If he goes out there and fails, then we look at what else we got to do. But we give him the chance. I think he's earned a starting role as it was. He was. Uh, and the, a very good passer last year. I, I can't cite ratings on where he was at, but good passing numbers throughout the season. Passing numbers that compared to Clemson's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, at, at, in different ways. So he's not that good, but there was comparable numbers. So let's 
let's give the kid a chance without looking over his shoulder. Yeah, that's if, how I feel. If we gave so Ryan Willis gonna, the benefit say, of the doubt to start the next season because he got the ball somewhat in range for uh, Dalton Keene to leap over a defensive back and bail him out of an interception that would have ended the streak a year earlier. If if that was good enough and just good enough to get us into a bowl game, if that's all Ryan Willis had to do to keep the job, can't Hendon Hooker, yeah. who almost got us to the ACC championship game, can't that be enough for him to get to start? Because he yeah. did more than I, Ryan I, Willis I think, did. Pairing my positive way of looking at it and seeing what people have done to earn themselves that, and then the reality of what you're saying about the negative about the other people, I, I think it's just there. I, I don't like a two-quarterback system. I, I, I do come from a a way of thinking that if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And I just want our quarterback to have confidence and play. And I just don't see that happening. If we're talking about him playing against in this next game that we play. So I'm yeah. disappointed that we're making that decision, but I think hooker should have the offense going. So that's where I'm at on that. Um, where did, we circled back around to that. I'm, I'm not we sure may how. never play. So none of this matters. <laughs> so, we may never play. That's true. All right. So the Big 12 is bad. The SEC is still out this week. They start up next week. We'll talk about them. Uh, we're going to have some predictions here in the next block. So stick around for those. The Big Ten's coming back. That's the big news. Um, it's probably the reason we were some told. It's why, why the power outage happened last night and we were unable to record and post because we needed to come and talk about the Big Ten today. So the Big Ten's back. Great. In August, they said. Too much is dangerous. We're not putting our kids in danger. Today, they said the opposite. They said, let's do it. Let's play. They're going to come back October 24th, play an eight-game season. My big question, and I have an answer, but I'm going to ask you, what science has changed since they cited science back in August for not playing? The science of money. Yep. The only thing I can legitimately say is back in August, there wasn't a legitimate rapid test that they could produce that they could give every day or, or often enough uh, to make them happy. That's the only thing that is new to the situation. And that's a big piece. I, I'm not going to minimize that. If you can test every single day, that's a, that's a big thing because the NFL is doing it and their numbers are staying good. So you have the rapid test, you know, it pretty much immediately if you're positive or negative and you can get them out of the mix and, and take care of it quickly. You're not waiting three days and all that mess. That is a big piece. But I think that's the only thing that I, I mean, there's still the uncertainties. There's still the potential heart condition. That's a result of getting COVID. I just, I just, if you're going to stand up on that rock in August saying, you know, we're doing what's best for the health and safety of our players. It's hard to see this and not just look at the color of money and know that's the reason they're playing. Yeah, I was pretty shocked to read the one doctor say that the heart condition results is a reason that they can play. I don't, even by reading his statement, I don't understand how that's true. But again, uh, I wasn't paid millions of dollars to say that, so I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't have to say <laughs> that. Sometimes doctors have to go out there and say the opposites and, you know, say physicals looked really good and make and uh, Yeah, Oxycontin like has no addictive quad, uh <laughs> condition so yeah uh, we'll see i don't know I, I don't know how a heart condition being in 15 percent of a population is good but sure okay so big ten's coming back we'll talk more about the hopefully nothing bad happens yep yeah, hopefully not really hope nothing bad happens. i i hope 
our reactions and our comments can be looked at as meaningless at some point yep. like that we were we were crazy and we were thinking too much of it it's just too many things bleed the other way so i i just don't want to i don't want to die on that hill uh fcs also made a big announcement today for their spring plans uh there'll be some season but then the playoffs will start april 18th with the championship may 24th 16 teams in that playoff i can tell you right now i'm going to pretty much minimally care about that when it's happening even even if jamie's good i'm just i'm just not there i'm not watching any games all right so this coming weekend in college football we don't have virginia virginia tech but we do have miami and louisville who wins that game joe louisville i think miami's a fraud louisville too because i have not been impressed with what miami's done yeah i think miami's a bit fraudulent yeah and the only other one i'm gonna throw at you Mm-hmm. which is really off the wall. Syracuse Pitt, who do you got? Well, I watch Syracuse a little bit. Uh, I don't like them. I here, Can I say this? Pitt beating Austin P 55 to nothing and somehow that meaning something, I do, I'm It does lost. mean nothing. It means nothing. What it makes me want is for Pat Narduzzi to get hit when he's not paying attention on the sideline by a football player crashing into him. I don't wish like, ill on him. I do not like Pat Narduzzi. I will stand by that comment. If Pat Narduzzi got crushed by a football player and he wasn't paying attention and couldn't coach the rest of the game because he was hurt, I'd laugh. That guy's a jerk and a half. <laughs> he is a. I I have not appreciated uh, his antics on the sideline. That's side another one. Not a good human being. But yeah, Pitt's gonna win that game. Syracuse oh, sucks. I, I, Syracuse I, is bad. I have. The only have a hesitation I have is Big Mike from Riverheads who went up to Pitt and played. He he liked him. He spoke good things of him. So I'll Correct. that's my only hesitation. But everything else that I've seen from him, I don't like. So all right. Let's move on to the NFL. Let's do I watched some football teams play, and one football team in particular that I watched was the football team. And they were down 17-0 and came back and won 27-17. And I was shocked. You sent out a tweet or a text message with your uh, projection about your Ravens game. If you would have sent one at the same time about the football team's game, I would have not even doubted you or anything because it looked like they were just, I mean, it just looked like the Eagles were going to take off from them. I mean, they were already up 17, nothing was gone, but the football team made it happen, scored 27 points in the second half. That included a Moreland interception uh, he's graduated from JMU and, uh, they won first, first win for the football team as that name. It's not the first, first win. They for have that never franchise, lost as people try to say, they have people never try to say lost this is the first win in, 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 in this team's history. No, no, it's not as this name. Yeah. It's the first win as the new name. They have never lost as the football team. Um, this week that we'll see. They play the Cardinals. Maybe could be a tough maybe game. Maybe being maybe actually being called a football team gave them confidence that they didn't have before because like before they, they questioned that. Maybe um, <laughs> you probably wished I had projected that one because you hate when I, I do. do that. I really did. I really did. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, and I was very much right because as soon as I texted that, it got worse for the Browns. They, that game was ugly. Baker Mayfield, good. not good. Love it. Not, that not fake punt was laugh out loud funny. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, I watched a lot of Red Zone after that because I knew that game was over. I was like, okay, I don't need to keep checking in on this. Um, I did ah, flip back and so forth. Good. I did flip back and forth occasionally when I 
was curious. Um, but yeah, I love the Red Zone. TV. What's holding you back? Have a second TV. It's in my room. I don't have two TVs in the same room. I can't afford three TVs, Leland. I'm not full of money. Um, but the Red Zone channel is so good. It in the, the football team, ever. it's the best channel in the existence of TV. To focus on the team, um, their defense is their front seven is legit. Um, Chase Young proved why he is already paid off as the second pick in the draft. Uh, and the Eagles offensive line, not great. So I would say the that Eagles. division as a whole, he, I still like Dallas. That was my preseason prediction. I still think Dallas is probably going to win that division. They lost to a good Rams team on a phantom offensive pass interference call. But I still think they're going to win that division. Um, but the football team might be the second best team in that division just because the Eagles are a train wreck. The Eagles are bad. That's the one pick that I made last week that if I could go back and change one, that would be the only one I'd be even looking at right now because the Eagles really fell apart. And um, I even, yeah, just the whole second half kind of proved that. I, I would have more confidence in every other team in that division, including the Giants. The Giants lost to the Steelers on Monday Night Football. The Giants didn't look bad. I thought the Steelers played pretty well. I didn't. The watch, Giants so made a lot say, of yeah. good plays along the way, and uh, they got the Steelers were lucky to stop them. They had driven all the way down the field early in the second half, and they got a pick in the end zone. They were very lucky to get that pick, um, and kind of squash that momentum, and then go down and score again, and kind of just kind of get ahead and stay ahead. But I, I was, I don't think the Giants are terrible. They have a lot of good pieces. Um, so, yeah, I'm really worried about my Eagles pick there because I think that the rest of the division is capable of winning football games. I, Yeah, I know the football team is the only 1-0 team in that division. I, It's just not going to last long. No, and the Cowboys have a much more favorable game against the Falcons than the Cardinals for the football team. So that's why I kind of like them better in the week and the opportunity to go one and one versus uh, two and O or O and two. I I just, I I watched Atlanta, that team, man, they got to make a change. Like that's coaching. That's coaching. That that team has too much talent to be doing what they're doing. Did we both have them in the playoffs? And I said, yeah, I feel not great about early. And yeah, I, yeah, I think they might be terrible. I, I think don't I feel good that. about that playoff pick. I did too, so at least we're both wrong. But yeah, um, I didn't watch the Monday Night Football game. It was Hockey Night in America, so I watched the Dallas Stars clinch their berth into the Stanley Cup. Well, what Cup. you missed there, though, was Kirk Herbstreet and Fowler. I didn't miss anything. I watched them call man. Saturday night. They'll call. You watch these other guys every year on the opening Monday Night Football game, and they have the second crew in there, and it, and you know, you got Chris Berman in there some years. You had um, uh, Ryan, Rex Ryan on there the, the last two years, I think. Just these crews that are put together for the one game, and it's never good. I'll tell you what, I I enjoyed listening to Herb Street and Fowler as much for the NFL game as I do for the college game, and it was seamless. And uh, enough so that like me and my tech friends were talking about it during the game, and that's we never talk about announcers during a game. So like it stood out, and then Twitter picked up from there. So... Um, I just hope to keep them in college at this point because they, they were so good on that NFL broadcast. I really hope in two years they don't just put them on Monday Night Football because, I mean, it was seamless. They were perfect on air. Um, 
I enjoyed listening to him. I missed him on Saturday night, so I was happy to have him Monday night, especially calling Steelers game. So. Nah. Did you watch LTB12 play uh, for the Bucks down against the Saints? I watched part of it, uh, and then I stopped because it was 4.30, and I just – the 4.30 window is hard. Like, I like football, but I guess I don't love football. So unless it's like the Ravens are playing, I don't sit there and be like, yes, another – window of games that I have to watch. Like I'll tune into the red zone for a little bit and then maybe I'll go do something and maybe I come back at the end. This time I didn't come back at the end. Um, but was I surprised that the Buccaneers lost? No, I believe I said that the Buccaneers were not going to be as good. Um, and again, Tom Brady gets hit. Tom Brady I mean, has one a, game. It's Tom Brady has a not great a team game. Coming together. Yeah. The good news is he's old, so he'll get better as the year goes on, right? That's how that works when you're aging. I think the rest of the players around him will gel better, and I think they're well coached. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I just don't think they're going to win that division, and that's why I didn't pick them to win that, yeah, that he's, division. He's 43. But a lot of people are talking like they're going to the Super Bowl, and I just don't see that happening. He's 43. He needs to get knocked around a few times to get really back into the swing of things. That's usually what helps an aging body is to get beat around. It, it won't hurt my feelings to see that happen. Uh, speaking of TB12, the Pats, Cam Newton, and now the quarterback up there, mm-hmm. they beat the Dolphins. That's Joe's Dolphins for the mm-hmm. season. I'm just going to go ahead and name them Joe's Dolphins because you also have the Titans. But yeah. I, I I'd say my Titans, Titans but yeah. They, they think you, I think the Titans are decent. I think they're playoff capable. You think they're Super Bowl capable. So you're going to have the Dolphins and the Titans all year. Um, it's the Mariota of team to have. Uh, Cam looked good for the Pats. Um, not great, but you know, solid. And they seem like they're running offense kind of designed around them. Still a tight game though with the dolphins. I just don't see the Patriots dominating like we're used to seeing. So uh, I don't know. I don't think that game proved otherwise. No. And I think once Tua gets in there and they feel confident enough to put Tua in, I think the dolphins <laughs> are going to be great. Cause they were very much in that game. And then what really surprised me over this weekend is not surprised me, but what was really driven home was the strength of the NFC West. Mm-hmm. We we picked uh, between us Seattle and San Francisco and the Rams all to make the playoffs in some of our picks. Um, you know, each of us had two each there. None of us had Arizona in. Well, then Arizona goes out on opening day and beats San Francisco, and uh, they look good. I mean, they look solid. I don't think San Francisco looked bad. I just think that division is really good. They're going to beat up on each other a little bit. But that's going to be a tough division, and whoever comes out of that division is someone to watch in the playoffs because they'll have been tested multiple times throughout the season by multiple teams. So I watch that division. That's it's a really good division. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I was I was expecting a Super Bowl hangover. I don't know if I was ex- a Super Bowl loss hangover. I don't know if I was expecting it to the Cardinals. But as you said, it speaks to how good that division is. And Clinsbury, Keith Cliff. Kingsbury is the coach there with Murray at quarterback. And I don't know if everybody just thinks that's a confident thing going on there, but they won more games than you thought last year. And then here they are opening up the season strong. It's early. It's one game, but I mean, it's at least it's positive things to say for a thing that you might not be that confident about, but also in that division uh, was the Rams Cowboys game. And the only thing I have to say about that is why did not the Cowboys tie that game? They kick a field goal to tie the game. That's all you got to do. Just kick a field goal, tie the game. Instead they go for it. Don't get it. And they lose the game. I didn't have a problem with them going for it. I had a problem with running a route short of the first down marker to go for it. That's why I, I like to tie the game. I like to continue playing football. 
They could have, though. They had enough time to do that. And then, again, there was a phantom offensive pass interference call that kind of took him out of field goal range, but whatever. It's it's the NFL officials. Ref's going to ref, so it's fine. Plus, if they would have kicked the field goal earlier, they'd be tied anyway, so it doesn't matter. None of this the matters. Quick, the quick... <laughs> The quick word I want to say on the protest, they don't bother me, so that's just get that out of the way early. I don't care when they happen. As long as they're being somewhat respectful, I don't care what the protests are. Uh, they don't get in the way of my watching and my enjoyment of the game. I did appreciate some of the different protests we saw, where particularly the Atlanta game, there was the kickoff, and it went out of the end zone. Everybody took a knee for like 10 seconds to, you know, say, you know, signify what they're talking about with the police brutality and then, they, and then we moved on so that way people couldn't say that got in the way of the anthem or people were being disrespectful i don't mind that i think the message is getting blurred i i under, i i i think it's great that they're speaking up for their message that's my opinion but i think it is getting blurred when people are aren't listening to what they're trying to say they're too worried about when it's happening so then make it happen at a different point when the people are still watching i i, I think that was smart not every team chose to do that, but I, I think that's a smart approach. Doesn't mean next week if those two teams kneel during the anthem, I'm going to cut the game off. It just means I thought that was a smart way of approaching it this week. Yeah, I, I'm, I've gotten familiar with seeing that kind of thing in the English Premier League. They do yep. that. Uh, that's how they've handled it. Um, they have the kickoff, and then the teams, actually before the kickoff, the teams take a knee, and then uh, at the referee's whistle, and then they pop up, kick, and play. Uh yeah, it's human rights. It doesn't bother me either. That's all they're asking I can, for. I, I can handle it. It doesn't, it doesn't yep. send me away. All right, next week, uh, the Thursday game is Cincinnati Cleveland. Oh, my goodness, that's terrible. Sunday night is Pats, Seahawks. Who you got? I haven't decided yet. It's going to be a tight one. We, if you're doing pick them with us, you'll be able to see who Joe picked mm-hmm. come Sunday night. Most and then Monday, yeah. Saints-Raiders. <laughs> I imagine we both got the Saints, but I'm excited to yes. see the Raiders' new stadium on TV. That's what I was excited about for the Rams game on Sunday. I like seeing these new stadiums. I'm always I'm always into that. Cool. I'm not. I, could I like less. it. I'm looking forward to the World Series. Going to be down in Texas, and I'll actually get to see a game happen in Texas and see that stadium. I'm excited Are we talking that about that? Okay, yeah, we're we talking will. about that We later. will, but I'm bringing okay. it up. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it I later. Like I'll give my opinion on that later. I like new stadiums. Okay. Chiefs Chargers, so Tyrod's going to get beat by the Chiefs and Falcons Cowboys, both teams 0 and 1. That's must win for 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 both those organizations. I think Falcons might be playing for their coach, but the Cowboys uh they start 0 and 2. That's there's going to be a lot of a lot of dust down there being rustled up. Yeah, the only good news for them is their division. That's true. The That's Falcons true. don't have that good news. The Falcons are going to have to play the Saints and the Panthers. Who I don't know if the Panthers are great, but they're not terrible. And it's an improved Bucks team. That's not saying much because yeah. they weren't that great before, but it's an improved Bucks team. Uh, football team has the Cardinals that we've talked about, Broncos uh, at the Steelers, and then the Ravens at the Texans. That's Win. a tough game for you. Win. Yeah, Texans can play well. So. Win. Maybe so. All right, let's move to baseball. Orioles continue they're not going to make the playoffs uh road here you've you've had like two good weeks on the season and it's really gotten your hopes up mm-hmm. and it creates it creates a joe that i thought i would like but don't it, you know joe with 
just blind optimism about a team is just something I'm not used to. So when I see it about the Baltimore Orioles, it's just hard for me to handle. And then the fall from that is even worse than the fall from these other teams. So yeah. uh, it, it's tough to see. So I thought I'd like it more. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Um, <laughs> I got my hopes up and then we had the Yankees series and we just lost all of them. And then in typical Orioles fashion on Monday night, we go out and we win like 14 to one or whatever it was. Use and, up all the runs. And then we lose the next night just to be like, nah, we're guys. We, that was just like one last shining moment. Um, if I'm being honest, the positives, the young guys have looked good. The young players that have come up that I, that are supposed to be future pieces to a core have looked good. The young pitchers have looked good. John means who has struggled at the beginning of the year, starting to look good again, um, and get back to last year's form. So that's the good. That's what I'm going to take away from this season. We weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. We were a team that was only supposed to win 20 games this year. We've won. We're at 20 and 26. Some people say we would struggle to win 10. 21 now. 21. Oh, yeah, 21. Sorry. Um, so we've won more than we were supposed to. Some people said we would struggle to win 10. So thanks, ESPN. Um, but it was fun while it lasted. But, yeah, I mean, everything is dark. Sorry. And at least Chris Davis is done for the year because I don't have to watch him anymore. I just want him to get healthy and then never play for the Orioles ever again. Go play with your child. Yeah. Oh, spend time with your family. The interesting thing in this wild card race, the American League is pretty much you're just going to get top two in your division. The wild card spots seem to kind of already be occupied. In the National League, what's going to get interesting is Cincinnati, who's played some less games and they're having to play all these double headers. They're just outside of the wild card looking in and not having as many games as the other teams could be a factor. So they're, they're probably going to have to get these games in one way or the other. Um, so it's just interesting to see that Cincinnati was hit hard kind of on two different occasions. Uh, I think getting games canceled because of their opponent and then they ended up having it, uh, the COVID. So it's just a little interesting thing over there. But what I'm looking forward to is these playoffs that they announced that all these playoffs are going to be kind of bubbled in a way with some different locations. And then they're going to come together in Texas. I like it. I think that gives it a better chance of getting played all the way through because if you get an outbreak in these playoffs, that could kill it. So I like that you're tightening it up for the play. I like that, um, that idea, the first round I think is still played in home ballparks, but then after that, everything comes to some neutral sites, uh, mainly in Texas, uh, Houston and, and then Arlington and then Arlington's going to wrap it all up. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I'd be all for it. If, Major League Baseball then didn't say we're hoping to have fans in the stadiums for the playoffs. I missed that. Did they really? So what is the purpose of the bubble? What's the bubble? What's if the you're bubble having fans in the bubble, if fans are going to be allowed, have them Upper play at their only? home parks. <laughs> have them play at their home parks then because you might as well risk it there. At least let the teams have home field advantage that have played to earn home field advantage. I don't, for the life of me, understand that saying, well, we might have fans for the playoffs. Great. That seems like a categorically stupid thing to do. And, of course, it comes out of the mouth of Rob Manfred because he is the stupidest commissioner in professional sports. Like a smart butt, I I told Ryan, you know, your friend from Texas, 
I told him he should go to these games. Like, I was like, you should go. And I just said it like a smart, you know, like just, yeah. you know, obviously. Unfortunately, you, go, you, you know, don't know how realistic go. that option is. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I missed Manfred's message that, Hi, this is you know, we're going to create a bubble for people to catch the virus. <laughs> I apologize to our listeners who probably heard an ad. I don't think Leland did, but our listeners just heard an ad. Sorry, I was looking up something. It wasn't for Rob Manfred, I'm sure. No, it wasn't. It was Tim Kirchin, <laughs> who I like. I wish Tim Kirchin was the commissioner of baseball. Um, but I was looking it up because I have something I want to say uh, before we move off baseball again. If the people think I'm being mean to Chris Davis or whatever, like Leland does, because I said we're better without Chris Davis. Put it all on him. You Okay, so to, to tee this up, because not everybody's on Twitter, you just take, all, like, wow, we've been playing really good without Chris Davis. Well, like yes the people that play well. compared that to chris well. davis before, are playing the well week, the 10 games that he was going for you were five and five or six and four at, at the point we're talking so like you weren't that great you had a good week then after that and then when chris davis comes back obviously every loss is because of him and it's just it's just a little tough in a team sport like baseball where he wasn't even playing in some of those games he was back for i i just Okay, man, you hate the guy. I get it. But like, you can't put it all on him. The guys playing instead of him are playing exponentially better than him. His batting average is below. I don't think it's exponential. I think it's linear relationship. His batting average is (laughs) below my weight. I am a fun size human being. He can't (laughs) even bat my weight. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And you too. Can have the chance to be the heiress to all my fortune. But back to sports. Um, he's hitting 115. He is the worst player in the history of the game. When you look at how many at bats he has had. When you've Jeter seen the, the number of at bats he's had in his career, he is the worst player in the history of the game. He has had almost 5,000 at-bats, and he struck out almost 2,000 times. The guy is allergic to the baseball. He is horrible. Stay home with your kids. Be a dad. Don't play baseball because you're not very good at it. Yeah, I, 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 got, I got nothing behind that. I was I, In all fairness, I was arguing your wording that you said – they were better with that. Like I was. We are better because we have to play different said. people who are better than him. Therefore, we're better without him in the game. Your statement was it had factual errors, but that's fine. That's not a factual error. I'm stating an this actual fact. This These players true. that we are inserting into the lineup when he's not this in are factual. better. There, ergo, the Orioles are better without Chris Davis. Okay. NBA playoffs. The Lakers waited to see what happened in Game 7 between the Nuggets and the Clippers. As we'd all expect, the Clippers lose. What? The Clippers, everybody, we all picked the Clippers to win. Everybody on the earth picked Clippers to win. Clippers go down. And this NBA playoffs have been awesome. Every other year, we could tell you the finals before they happen. It's LeBron from the East and the Warriors in the West or some version of that, or the Spurs, like every year, you can say the top four teams, that's what it's going to come down to, and this is probably the winner, and you're right most of the time. This year is crazy, and I love the playoffs this year. I don't think it's just because of the bubble. I just think it's the way this year worked out. 
your Heat have already won game one on the east side, continuing to make you right, and I'm giving you credit there. But now we have the Clippers out of it, Nuggets in the Western Conference Final. No one had the Nuggets in the Western Conference Final. No one's going to pick that. And the Lakers, who all the bandwagoners are rooting for, they're sitting there looking like the favorite. But what confidence do you have in that right now? After everything you've seen with the Clippers going down, with the one seed in the East, with the Bucks going down, I mean, so much unpredictable stuff happened. The Heat are looking so good. I think it... It's just kind of wide open. You don't know what's going to happen. I think it started last year with Toronto winning the finals, and it's continued into this year's playoffs. I, it's It makes it interesting. It makes me every single night, because games are on every night right now, which is awesome, I turn over the, for the last half hour of these games. I'm checking out the last, the fourth quarter of so many of these games, and they've been great. There's been a lot of super finishes. Last night with the Heat and Celtics was crazy awesome. It's Jimmy Butler making a heck of a layup at the end of the game to win it. And then it was a uh, three, Bam, wasn't it? say it again. It was a three, wasn't it? I thought it was a play at the basket, but maybe I'm misremembering. But however, he, he made a big play to win. But the bigger play was Bam on the defensive end with the block of Tatum. Tatum was coming into the basket to throw it down. And Bam just puts his arm up there and just stops it cleanly. Just yeah. unbelievable play. Thank goodness the power went out in Waynesboro and I got to watch that play. I'd have, I'd have felt bad to miss that. So mm. I, I I like the NBA playoffs this year. I know I'm not usually huge on the NBA. The playoffs are kind of when I pay attention, but I'm e- turning in even more right now because it's been so interesting. Yeah, I'll probably watch the Eastern Conference Finals um, a little more just because I think the Heat Celtics is going to be a great series. And yeah, I picked the Heat to be my dark horse and you get a Katy Perry gif every time they win. So <laughs> I got to know when to send it. Um, but my kids, did, my kids used to call her Harry Perry. Sure. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> they just did. I, I don't mean anything. They just misspeak. They thought her name was Harry, I guess. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> it's oh, the God. dude from Home Alone. When, <laughs> when uh, I finally got to see that play, when it made it on social media, the block. Wow. I mean, that is oh, super. That was one of the greatest plays in the history of the NBA playoffs, especially Irving on the defensive Magic side. Magic Johnson said it was the best defensive play to ever have. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the wealth Johnson of NBA did. knowledge to, to argue with that, so sure. Yeah. Um, Magic Johnson said it. It's, it's accurate. He's not known for controversy on Twitter. Usually his tweets are known for being the most non-controversial he is known tweets. He to up and leave a job out of nowhere. But yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought I saw the I saw the two offensive possessions too. That's why I thought the Butler one was a three, but I wouldn't want to put any money on that. But yeah, I'm um, not either. To to answer your first question about what confidence do I have in the Lakers, I have all the confidence in the Lakers. The Lakers are going to win that in five at most. They I, I, I say that because they've I lost the game Lakers, one in the first round and the second round, so maybe they lose game one and the Nugget people and. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the Nuggets are going to do it again. And then the Lakers will win the next four like they have every other playoff series. I don't think the Nuggets are going to hang with the Lakers. We forgot. I forgot about Paul George being a Clipper. That guy PG, in the playoffs. Playoff P? Playoff P? PG-13? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, watching him play in the playoffs is rated R because it's graphic, as in how terrible it is. He is bad. 
and Kawhi didn't have the best game. Now Kawhi no, he had a, a lot horrible of fourth quarter. Yeah, and Kawhi's put some teams on his back, and I mean he's won two Finals MVPs, one with the Spurs, one with the Raptors, and he completely had that team on his back. So I'm not going to trash Kawhi today. It was a bad fourth quarter. They didn't score any points forever in the fourth quarter. He had a bad time. I'm not going to just drill him, but they, I mean, whew, they were up three one in that series, and they were win- winning all of those games by double digits at some point, most of them in the second half. And they lost three in a row. So it's just. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, bad, let's get to stuff. let's get to college football predictions. All right. Since the college football season is happening, we're going to make some picks. I have no confidence in any of our picks <laughs> because three or four of the right people get COVID on one of these teams and they're not going to win their conference. So let's make some picks, but let's start with what matters to us the most, at least what are the Hokies going to do this season? Where do you, where do you got them? How many losses we're playing nine games. I don't know. A 10 game. What are we, what are we playing? 10, isn't it? Isn't it nine conference plus one, nine, nine plus one. Yeah. So how many wins are we going to have Joe? Uh, let me kill some time while I look for this schedule. Um, if we, <laughs> I'm going to make this prediction based on the fact that we're going to play two quarterbacks going off the words of the head coach and his, uh, ever infinite wisdom. Um, so, all right. It looks like the first game is going to be NC state again. So oh God, I think we win. That we're game. not, yeah, we're not, we're not winning at UNC. Hold on, let's go to the list. Let's just do that real quick. Okay, NC State's a win. Win. Duke, win. Should be a win. North Carolina, loss. You keep talking about North Carolina and Louisville, so I'm going to say we're, we're going to have to win one of those games. I'm going to give us Carolina. Okay. Can I give us Louisville, though? Golly. Yeah, Burmeister's going to play. Um, Boston College, win should be should be a win win or someone loses a job um wake forest win yeah at louisville loss so you got two losses so far and Mm -hmm. i'm only saying one i just don't know who i'm giving it to okay liberty win i i think there's a chance they say uh liberty's head coach who we love so much yeah and speak so highly of on this podcast and Hugh think Freeze. that it's just completely credible that they hired that guy to coach college football at their university. They say he's uh, in for that Southern Miss job, Southern, Southern, Southern Miss job. So he might be gone by then because that coach already got just left like two weeks ago. They might go swipe him out right now. Who cares? Wouldn't that be something? Don't, I don't care who's coaching that team. Yeah, don't we win lose. that game. Um, okay. That's a, that's another job game. Like the Boston oh, College yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, Miami. At home. That doesn't matter. There's going to be no fans. Mm, also, two years ago at home was the worst thing in the world for Virginia Tech. Um, when, I hope. I don't feel great about it, though. At Pitt. Win or fire him. And that's just because I hate Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I do hate Narduzzi. I'm going to say a win. So I have us with 
only one loss so far, and you have two. So you're saying three losses. So you're saying seven and yeah, because we're not beating Clemson. Yeah, seven and three. Well, and then we also play UVA. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh we yeah. Win that game. That's that's my fire job. Yeah. So I mean, it's funny to say, oh yeah, UVA, because look, I know Virginia Tech fans are confident about this game, but again, it's like if we're still doing two quarterbacks by the time that game rolls around. Which we have no idea when that is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when the game is yet. I don't know if we'll be playing two quarterbacks. I don't know if Justin Fuente's the head coach anymore. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns. And look, I know people are laughing like, oh, Joe wants to fire Justin Fuente again. If we lose a game because we have two quarterbacks, he absolutely deserves to be fired because he's proven now for th- the third time in his coaching career at Virginia Tech in, what, four or five years that he doesn't know how to put the best players on the field. That is literally the bare minimum of his job is to know who your best players are and put them on the field. If he can't do that, he, what is he doing? I mean, I just have us, I mean, I, I, I'm not a person that's ever going to pick us to lose to UVA. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to be one of those stupid people that think we can always win it. Even if the rivalry gets flipped upside down, I'll still think we're going to win it. I, I and maybe Hendon Hooker will be I, too good. Maybe we'll bench him out right for Burmeister because he's I don't scoring think, too many I, touchdowns. I, I, I started saying I think we easily win. I don't think we dominate that game. That's not what I'm saying. But I, it's without any convincing myself, I think we win that game. Like, it's just we're going to win that game. We have to. Um, it's yeah. going to come down to coaching. And, man, who do I think is a better coach? I don't know. I The best player, the most impactful player on the field last year isn't there anymore. And we – I think are better this year than we were last year and they barely beat us last year and the the difference maker is gone. So I just, that's, that's how I look at it. Let's hope. I hope you're right. I, I mean, I'm going to say we win that game, but I don't have a lot of confidence in that statement. So we're only one loss different. And even that it's not like I'm, (laughs) I'm beating my chest saying, Oh yeah, we're going to lose at least to UNC or, or Louisville. And you're saying we lose to both. Um, we might lose to Miami. If we only have two losses, that's not Justin Fuente's not getting fired. No. If we have three losses, he's not getting fired. Yeah, he's I don't so. think he's gonna get fired this year, no matter what, unless it's like a really, really bad year because they're gonna say, Oh, you know, pandemic. Yeah, it's a weird year. Yeah. It's a weird year. Let's give him another year to kill the program and see what happens. I, I agree. I think we see the smallest amount of coach let's see if he can. Year. Yeah. Let's see if he can make Hendon hooker transfer out and then we have to play Burmeister <laughs> and suck. Let's see if that can happen because you know, get, get Quincy ready for S's and G's. I'm just not as bad on Burmeister as you are. Like I just, I'm not throw, I'm not writing him off yet. Like I, I haven't seen him play and they had some scrimmage early in the preseason here where like he would looked very much better than hooker did. And I think that's the only reason he's still getting played. I don't think that means he should be a, on the, I think it's because I think hooker should be our starter, but I just, I wonder if he does have some talent. I just, I'm not going to write him off. I hope we bring in a transfer that has talent. That's capable of playing. I just think this other guy earned his spot and played well. We saw him play well. So just let him play. The last transfer was really good. He came from Kansas. He killed us. Well, the kid from Texas was good. Brewer was good. Yeah, he wasn't recruited by Justin Fuente. Was he not? No, that's a Frank Beamer move. Good job, Frank. 
All right, so getting off the Hokies, getting to what matters probably more to everybody else, ACC, who do you got winning it, and who are they going to beat in the championship game? Oh, yeah. Uh, Clemson is going to beat UNC. I have Clemson winning it because that's just the obvious pick. I'd be really surprised if they don't. Um, I guess I'm picking Notre Dame here. I really I, I guess not. I bought into all the hype that they're getting. I looked over their schedule, and it's not like they have the – a terrible ACC schedule and they do play Clemson. So I, I sadly think I'm picking an, a rematch for the ACC championship game. And um, I think they play UNC in and, all honesty, and Louisville though, too. Yeah. That's my problem is that I look at those games like we can beat them. So like, why can't no. Notre Dame who's supposed to be good? We can't um, and neither can they. Um, I hate that the way the current schedule shows without putting UVA back in our schedule, that Clemson is our last game. Cause if we do have a better than expected year, I just hate that we're going to play. Like it just makes it where it seems impossible for us to make it to that ACC championship game. Cause if we lose that last regular season game before the ACC championship, there's no doubt we're not going to be ranked. We're not going to be that second ranked ACC team because better we're going to lose than expected better than expected is like losing only to Clemson. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. That's, that's the words I just said. If we're having a better, if than we're the second season, best ACC team and we have we have one loss and it's to Clemson, we'll have a rematch. The week before, the week before, yeah, we'll have a rematch. I don't know because it's going to be based on record. Over- Notre Dame is always overranked. Notre it's not Dame done by rankings; it's done by wins and losses. So when Notre Dame only loses to Clemson, and that's they're going to lose to UNC and Louisville. Don't we you play worry. Notre Dame. We play Notre Dame, don't we? No, we don't. No, they'll lose to UNC and or Louisville. I'd love it. I think they're going to lose to both. I don't think Notre Dame's good. I think Notre Dame's going to be bad. I hope so. I really don't want Notre Dame to have anything to do with the ACC championship. I don't think Duke's good, and I watched Duke hang in that game for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I, thought, I thought that was the game Notre Dame might lose or something. So, like, it, uh, that's how much confidence I have in my picks. All right, SEC championship, who do you have winning it over who? Bama versus Florida, just because I think Georgia had some quarterback issues, although I don't know if the issues are that bad. I wasn't impressed with the kid that was going to play quarterback. But um, that being said, it's never good to have your potential starting quarterback leave right before the season. So I guess advantage Gators and Alabama is going to win the West. So Alabama beats them. I have to- I have the same thing you do as you talked about Georgia. I don't, I, I think they missed their chance. I think last year was their year to make their run. They didn't get it. So they're not going to do it this year. I have a lot of people talking about A&M that they're going to win or at least show up in the SEC championship game. No, I have no faith in them. I have no, I have nothing for Jimbo Fisher. I've never liked him. So I, I have nothing for, I, I don't think a and yeah, I win some games, but they're not going to the AC, SEC. I don't game. think it's anything against Jimbo Fisher for me. It's just the fact that I they'd have to beat Alabama, Auburn and LSU. And I just don't think that's going to happen. They'll have their opportunity. I mean, at least they got their chances to get some big wins. Yeah. I don't think it happens. No. And I don't think LSU is back in the mix. A, because their head coach is out there talking about how many COVID cases they have right now. And I think that's going to cause an issue into the beginning of the season. But uh, also, I just don't think they have it this year. I mean, who's the Joe Burrow that's going to step up out of nowhere this year? There's no way those come back to back. So. But they do at Oklahoma. So speak. (laughs) Oh, I hate that kid at Oklahoma. That kid at Oklahoma is a jerk. Watch QB1. Watch the last season of Beyond QB1. He's the the quarterback who gets kicked off his high school team. 
I've seen a lot of Twitter stuff. I haven't seen that. Uh, Big 12 picks, who you got? <sighs> Oklahoma and Texas. But I'm going to pick Texas just because I hope that kid gets uh, – I hope Oklahoma doesn't make it to the Big 12 championship. I don't like that kid. I will root against that kid every single week. Even I, I, I will root you. for West Virginia, who I hate. Ooh, I won't do that. Go Baylor in that situation. I hate Baylor. <laughs> oh god i forgot I don't Baylor's like in the big virginia. 12 i don't like west virginia why does the big um, 12 have to have so many teams i hate yeah that's why we hate the big 12 they don't play defense uh i, I have oklahoma beating texas so we have the same but teams but i have the different winner we have a lot of the same picks so far um watch out for okie state in the big 12 this year they could they could make a little noise oh what about iowa state they were good last year right I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I've already been proven wrong, and I tried to move past it without talking about it. It's How about Joe Kansas move. State? They're good. It's a Joe move. Kansas State's no good. Big Ten, they're going to play football. Who wins that? Who wins that? And I, who wins that is Ohio State. We both say Ohio State. Yeah, That's I guess I have to pick somebody else from the other division, don't I? I don't. Yeah, are uh, they doing? I guess they're if they're only they doing are. an eight-game season, it's got to be legends. and. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the – it's. Yeah. It's in division, and then I think there's two crossover games or whatever. I don't know. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. You know what's going to be funny? Program. Nebraska's the one that was pushing for this. Nebraska's going to get steamrolled. That team is so bad. I think I will root I, against it, Nebraska this year too. It wasn't that long ago. You're going to get a. You get, one of our listeners is going to come after you. That's now, fine. Which is fine. I encourage that. That's fine. He might have to. I went from quicker. indifferent. To slightly pro Nebraska because of their coach to a hundred percent anti Nebraska. Um, we have a chance. We should play. Okay. Well, now you're gonna get a chance to get team. sacrificed. I hope they have to play Ohio State and and Penn State. That's the team. Like two months ago, I was making the argument that they could rebound and they they would rebound like at a faster rate than other teams. I think this year is gonna be impossible for them to really make strides. I think they're gonna be in the crosshairs a lot of the season because of how much noise they made in the Big Ten. Um, and not playing and all that, I think they're not going to be able to handle that that focus. Uh, so I don't see this year being part of their their return to what Nebraska used to be. I I I think they're capable of progressing quickly when they do. I just don't think this will be part of that. I'm um, very interested to see the schedules when they come out. I would bet money Ohio State gets. Let's see in that other division, Purdue and Illinois. No. With with them doing just their conference season, I bet you it'll go back to something we've already seen. Like it'll be some version of what they already had. Like I don't think it'll be like new selections made. I think like it'll already take the the conference opponents they already had in one of their schedules already made up and just use that and, and we'll crunch see. it in different or mix it up, but not mix up what teams are. Did playing. Did you see what they're doing the Big Ten Championship weekend? Technically, they're playing nine games. So. I actually kind of like Oh, this. they're all going to play? They're all going to play. The number ones will play each other for the Big Ten Championships. The twos will play. The threes will play. The fours will play. The fives will play, and so on. Okay. I hadn't seen that. So each team will play nine games, which for whatever, that's fine. I like Nebraska that, actually. Play Purdue, I guess. I think, I think the ACC should do that. Everybody should do that. Why not, have your, why not give your teams one extra game at the end of the year? Because won't like half of them at least get a bowl game? Well, they're not going to be playing the conference championship weekend in their bowl game. But they'll still have that one more game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I just. Now, I for the ACC, you, you can't do that, anyway. I guess. I guess you can't do that for the ACC because you decided not to do divisions this year, which is also fine. I don't. 
this year I'm not going to pick too many bones with how conferences try to make yeah. this work. I will uh, I would will say the Big Ten did not give themselves any wiggle room. None. If None. they have a Virginia Tech situation or an NC State situation or a TCU situation or an Arkansas State situation, or I don't have the list East, in front of me, but I could East keep Carolina, going. Yeah. LSU is about to be announced on it. What other teams you want? Yeah. So, you know. We're about to name a bunch more teams. <laughs> if, if they have the same situation that every other conference has had, uh, they did not give themselves a lot of wiggle room on when to make up games. And by not a lot, I mean zero. I don't Play know how they do playoffs. it. Playoffs. One seed versus four seed. Who you have in that game? Bama versus Texas. I got Clemson versus Oklahoma. Two seed versus three seed. Who you got? I got Ohio State versus Clemson. And I have Bama versus Ohio State. So we have all the same teams except that Big 12 representative. Yeah. And I have Oklahoma in there and you have Texas in there. So that's interesting. And we just have them seated a little bit different. Um, I think Clemson goes undefeated. So I have them in that one spot. I could see Bama losing. Bama a game. will be the one seed if they go undefeated. That's why I said I think I could see Bama losing a game. Uh, I don't um, think they will. It's the words, the words I spoke. <laughs> Oklahoma, I could see them going undefeated. Uh, but I, or I, I can't, sorry, the opposite of what I just said. I can't see Oklahoma going on. I just see them slipping up somewhere, but I just see them winning that big 12 championship. And then Ohio state, they're, they're just in there. I just threw them in there somewhere. So I guess if they're the three seed, I'm assuming they might lose a game. So I think Clemson's the only undefeated is what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. Uh, I have Clemson versus Bama and then I have Clemson winning. Because if Bama's undefeated, they will be the one seed. So I, I have to have them losing a the game. All right. I got Clemson beating Bama. So do you. Ew. I hate that we have so many picks the same. We told you know, we talk we talk trash on the NBA, how you can just predict it, and then this year's different, and I'm liking that. But then in college football, it's the same teams in the end every year, too. Well, it that's another reason to expand the playoffs, though, because if you expand the playoffs, then there are more teams that have a chance at winning a national championship in the playoff. Therefore, the top players don't all say, Well, if I want to win a national championship, I gotta go to Clemson or Bama or Ohio State or Oklahoma or whoever. <sighs> Instead of who's the fourth team, it's who are five through eight or four through eight. Yeah. And then those teams can get some better players and then have a chance to compete. That's a, that's a point. That's a, that's a point to be made for that way of thinking. If the PAC 12 plays, who do you got winning it? I guess USC. I don't know. I don't care. You don't think USC. No one thinks USC. I think USC. They, did better in conference than they did out of conference last year. And if they play a season, it's only going to be in conference games. Uh, they have a lot returning. So go buffs. You know what? Go sun devils. Let's go. Yeah. I like I to flash to my gang them. signs. Let's go sun devils, hook them and sun devils. I tried to find a way to pick the sun devils. I couldn't get, they're there, so, so bad. USC. <laughs> or, and Oregon, everybody thinks Oregon's going to be good. I don't, I don't know why they were like a last man standing team last year. And then they beat Utah in the, the conference championship. So yeah, got a little order out, out of order there, but uh, Pac-12 is going to be the last one to the table. So that's why they got picked last. Hey, you remember that Sun Belt you like to disrespect? Can they get some love from you? They've got two teams in the top 25. In the COVID top 25. They should be in the real top 25. There's no Have big you seen some of these teams in the COVID top 25? There's they should be in the real top 25 too. Ohio State could never play a game this season, and I would still put them ahead of every Sun Belt team. BYU is in the... Top 25. They should be in over BYU. Uh, hold on. Let me look at some of these ACC teams that are in here. Oklahoma State's trash. Pitt, 
us, Miami. Who should be in here before all these teams? App State. Apparently Louisiana, because apparently Iowa State's great. So Why do you love App State? I just don't understand. Let's it. go. When that guy came out of that river with that uniform on, the uniform didn't love. Didn't you like didn't you hate Appy State when JMU and all that? Yeah, but then they moved up and played real football. So that was cool. And they beat Michigan at the big house. Not in that order. Yeah, I know, but it was cool. All right. We got a lot of the same picks. That's the moral of this segment. College football is pointless. Yep, let's go. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to watch games this weekend. D block time. <laughs> All right. I said it was time for the D-Block, and then Graham played, and Graham's getting married in a week, man. It's, it's getting How big about time. Uh, but now it is D-Block time. Uh, what is dominating my life is that it was my birthday this weekend, and it's always a good time to be reminded of people that seem to care about me in some way or another and say happy birthday to me, so I always appreciate that. And, uh, it, it was, it was a good day. I got to play golf. So that was nice. And, uh, that's a good activity, uh, you know, to go do at this time because you can stay away from people very easily as much as you want to. And luckily I was golfing with at least one person that was in my greater bubble world. Um, so, uh, it was good to see him and good to see Graham and all the, all the cash boys, all of them, Corey, Graham, and Steve. So it was me and a bunch of caches. Uh, Ron showed up there for the end. So it was a good time. A uh, lot of good stuff at home with the family too. And, and with the kids and uh, you know, they get so excited about their birthday. They try to make, you know, get excited for your birthday. Like, like you care about it the same way. So it's just funny kind of taking that in, but I'm not big guy on birthdays. I really don't care about the number and all that stuff, but uh, it is kind of, you know, settling in my brain that I'm getting older. Like I can remember my dad at this age. Like I can remember like, dad, how old are you? And him saying 36. And you know, that's how old I am now. And so, uh, it's kind of set in that, like, well, how old, how much, how old did I really think that was back then? And kind of put that on myself. Now it kind of gives me respect for some of the chances my parents took. Cause when my dad told me he was 36, my parents had opened up, my mom opened up her own business and, uh, we had moved. I mean, just like some of the chances they took was, is impressive. So, uh, I don't think I've taken those kind of chances. Um, but it's probably, I haven't needed to because of the chances they took back then. So, um, but yeah, just getting older, kind of recognizing that and, um, it's fine. It's good. I like it. I like being older. I like, I like what has come with getting older. I've, oh, I've welcomed all the changes in my life as they've come. Uh, so yeah, I like it. And, uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not wishing my life away by any means because I, every day goes by so quickly and seeing the kids get older is what's drive me crazy but always nice to have a birthday yeah well and i wished you a happy birthday numerous times actually once via text once via facebook twice via i needed text, the actually. uplift there because i was still on the uva yeah well i knew we were all <laughs> i knew canceled. we were all a little tender there after the uva virginia tech news broke i mean even optimistic Koki on twitter was sad so Just i was like oh things. gosh I was like, wow, Optimistic Hokey is getting a little pessimistic. This isn't good. So uh, he's being realistic. Uh-oh. And uh, then, um, so I, I wished you a happy birthday, and that was great. I'm glad you got to enjoy your birthday, got to spend it golfing. That uh, I, I heard you won, so that's good. 
I tied. I like to, I like to win my own. Oh, I thought I, you won. I didn't know there was a tie. Yeah. Well, now I take my congratulations back. But, <laughs> um, how was your? What was dominating your life? I heard for the first time a song, and I text, I tweeted, DM'd you. Uh, have you heard this song? And you're like, Oh my gosh, yes, we've heard it for a month. And I was like, Oh well, unfortunately, I just found it this week. It's been week. a terrible month. It's uh, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. The song is called Heather, and I think it's by Conan Gray or Conan Gray. Conan Gray, I guess. I don't know. I would learn how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I would learn how to pronounce his name if it was worth remembering. (laughs) Here's what you need to know about this song. If you haven't heard it, you win. Don't go look for it. If you find it, it's the one that is about nothing. It is a dumb, like, story in the song. The words are dumb. The voice is dumb. (laughs) The music is dumb. There are no positive aspects. It is one of the most whiny songs I have ever heard in my life. And I think it's the guy's voice, which, okay, I guess he can't do but so much about that. But I don't want to hear it. I mean, it was just as soon as it came on and it was like a minute into the song, I was like, I want this to stop right now. Like, and I never want to hear it again. Now, I haven't heard it again since then. But and then there's the annoying radio DJ that comes on and goes, Oh, that was Heather by Conan Gray. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great song? No, it's not a great song. And you're not a great person for saying that. Don't lie. You don't have to say anything. Just say that was Heather by Conan Gray and move on. Like just stop. Don't don't lie to me and be like, What a great song. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Everybody on this radio station is so good. No, they're not. Which brings me to my next point. The song Thenny Cheats, also a whiny song. Both yeah, people's like voices now. Charlie Pluth has one of the most aggravating voices to me. Now, the difference is I do feel sometimes his, like, when he's writing lyrics, they're not bad. I just don't like his voice and, like, his tone. Not that he's a bad singer. It's just, like, when he sings, it sounds kind of whiny to me at times. But, oh, my gosh, those two songs. Now, the Then He Cheats song I hear all the time on the radio, and that's the worst. But, oh, my gosh. I'm I'm deep in Tyler Childress right now, so Tyler, yeah. Tyler Childress, I wish I wish I was. They don't play that at the radio station at work. They they do the radio station at work does do a good job of mixing like today and '90s and '80s and even some '70s and '60s. But so it I get a a nice mix. But the, I mean the today stuff when they play the today stuff, it's the same today stuff every day, and it's just like, geez, I don't need to hear that song again. And the Heather one, I I don't know what I don't know. Hopefully it's not on top 40. And if it ever gets in the top 40, this country is doomed. <laughs> that will be it what breaks us. It probably is in the top 40, isn't it? That will be what breaks us as a nation. If it is, that's what's breaking us as a nation. It's not COVID. <laughs> it's this. It's that song. That song is that bad. All right. So what I know that you need to know, uh, gender reveals have been getting a lot of attention lately, not because of anything I've done, um, and or will do. Well, yeah, you've already announced on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That is still oh, one of my favorite hey, moments. You come for state championships and you find out about Leland's <laughs> personal life. That's what, that's what they're listening for. Anyway, some of the wildfires on the West Coast were started because of a gender reveal where they used that dynamite stuff. Uh, was it tight? Uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, they used that and blew it up and it was blue, but then it started a wildfire. And everybody, now everybody's just trashing gender reveals and like, oh, yes. no one should have gender. We're so over this. They're so stupid. I, I, I'm mixed. 
is where I'm at. I think any of these over the top blowing up uh, Tannerite or whatever it is of a blue smoke, that's stupid. Doing anything big and excessive, it, it's too much. I do agree. Get rid of those. If people are excited about having their baby and want to have a gender reveal, and, and I think a lot of people have started doing gender reveals instead of like baby showers, so it's like more of a co-ed thing and, and it's a different way of handling it okay have a party and that's fine and then like i think something that like i probably was more on the yeah they need to go because they are like what is the big deal like the gender okay and especially for like first kid maybe but then after that why we don't need these things um but then like someone kind of said you know we had an unsuccessful pregnancy and the gender reveal was a very happy moment in that process that we really got to celebrate our baby. And then there was very negative things after that. And so without that positive, we would really just not have any positive things to speak of. And it kind of brought me back down to earth of like, everybody's situation is different. So I think just writing off, you shouldn't have a party for a reason, like stop telling other people how to live, let them live their lives. Now, if you're going to blow stuff up or potentially start wildfires or do something that's dangerous, don't do it. Don't do it that way. But just maybe before you say like no one should ever have gender reveals because I don't care about them. Like, yeah, like you don't know what situations people might already have or be going into and let, let people handle things the way they want. So I'm not writing off gender reveals as my official stance, but I am saying do it within reason, you know, gender reveal responsibly. Yeah. Like the cakes are fine. Balloons are fine. You told me what, uh, your wife Stephanie we did. We did a fun one. We only and that was we only that like was had cool. a gender to reveal on one of the kids, and so we yeah. and it was when all that was at its peak. So we did it. Like I'm not I'm not trying to be high and mighty. Yeah. We did one. We did it in a different way than I've ever seen anybody do one. Yeah. So I was happy about that. But like it was through an art project, and that was cool. And, and I was like, okay, I appreciate was involved. that. Like everybody and no one got their hurt. Own little piece. Yeah, the house didn't burn down. The house didn't burn down. Everyone came out alive. It was surprising with that. When that group comes together, you never know what could happen. So, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, just like you said, anything that involves, if at any point in your gender reveal, explosives come into the equation, stop. Like you've, it's like Michael proposing. You've done it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like proposing is great, but if you're pouring gasoline and gonna light something, like stop. You've gone too far. Like, I just, yeah. I don't understand. Like, oh, no, we, really need we need to shoot it with a sniper rifle. Yeah, we need to shoot a target with a sniper rifle from 100 yards away and watch something explode so we can see what the gender of our child is going to be. No, you don't. Just hit a baseball and have it poof into smoke or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Those are always good. It's, a, it's even funnier things. when the husband can't hit the baseball. Yeah, I've seen that happen. And then it lands on the ground, and then we find out that way. That's funnier. <laughs> I laugh at those. I think that's hilarious. I thought it was cool, like, at the Major League Baseball parks where, like, they threw it to the Major League player and he hit it. Like, I thought that was kind of a yeah, cool. Yeah, that's like, fine. In, or the involved, golfer like, tees it up player. and, yeah, you tee it up on the golf tee and smack yeah. it and it poofs into smoke or whatever. That's fine. Just no explosives. No fires. No danger. God. Yeah. All right. Well, what I know that you need to know, and I'm going to bring us back down in case we weren't already there. Um is the Skip Bayless comments from last week now. Um, what a loser he is. Oh, my goodness. I tweeted at him today. Okay. He said he was, he was, uh, he was, he was uh, dreading tomorrow's Undisputed. And I said, I know how you feel. 
<laughs> Every day. Um, but yeah, I just, and obviously I'm getting ready to talk about his comments with Dak Prescott um, saying that after his brother committed suicide, he was going through depression and then Skip Bayless saying as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, that makes him less of a leader and you can't admit stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it bothers me to my core for a lot of reasons. One, that's the stigma with depression and mental health and getting people to admit that publicly is one of the biggest problems we have in society today is that people that need help don't feel like they can go get it. And it's because of caveman mentality, knuckle dragon, mouth breathing people that have that opinion like Skip Bayless. And look, I get Skip Bayless is paid to say controversial things and make a lot of money, which is why I didn't retweet anything involving it. I didn't like anything involving it on social media because that's what gets him views. And that's what even Fox Sports saying their statement. But then did you notice nothing happened to him? Why? Because ratings are up for Undisputed now because of what he said. So, and more people are tuning into that clip and their advertisers are making more money off of it. So, if you really want Skip Bayless to go away, ignore him. When he says something goofy or dumb, ignore him. Because that's how you get rid of that mentality and that kind of person is you just ignore him. And then I, he goes I, I away you, when, Fox Sports, when Fox Sports <laughs> says, you know what, Skip, people just aren't responding to you. They, they're just indifferent. It, being indifferent is the most dangerous thing you can be in a sports media position like Skip Bayless's. Being loved and being hated are the two things that you can be. Being indifferent is what you can't be. And if people just stop paying attention to Skip Bayless and just completely ignore him, he will go away. Now, yes, he's going to start by trying to one-up himself, and he'll try to find something more terrible than what he said about Dak Prescott. And trust me, he will manage to do that. He will do it. I guarantee it. You just have to ignore him and he will go away. When you retweet and say, Skip Bayless is a scumbag, or Skip Bayless is a terrible human being. And I saw some that even, I mean, even what he said, as low and despicable as it was, they go too far when they're saying, you know, Skip Bayless dying a fire. I'm like, okay. Oh my goodness. No. Don't do that. Don't like, do that. like <sighs> it's frustrating. And again, I said it's frustrating on multiple levels for me. One, because I'm a human being. And I don't think that's something when someone says i'm struggling with this your response shouldn't then be well he can't be quarterback of the dallas cowboys because he admits that he's not some macho man who doesn't go through any adversity in life and hasn't had any doubts or any problems in his life like that's not what makes a dallas cowboys quarterback completing a 10 yard out is what makes a dallas cowboys quarterback Nothing else. Handing it to Emmett Smith or or Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, That's what makes a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Not not how he is with mental health. Um, but the other aspect of it is it, it's something I've struggled with in my life, and I still do. And Leland knows this. There are a great group of friends that I have that know this, and they're there for me, and they are supportive, and I appreciate that. And it's been something most of my adult life I have had to struggle with at different times, and it's not. I don't, you know, with Dak Prescott's, it was brought on by the suicide of his brother. But there are other people that it's a myriad of factors that can cause it. And 
when you hear people like Skip Bayless or other people say, oh, well, you know, it's just he needs to toughen up or whatever. That's not what this is. Like, that's not what's going on. And if they had just an ounce of understanding of the topic and the situation, like, they would get that. But they don't. And so they're going to keep saying the things they're going to say. And again, that's why you just, you have to ignore it. And what makes it even worse is, you know, Dak Prescott is doing this to bring to light this situation and help other people that might be going through the same thing, maybe have depression, maybe, you know, are having thoughts of suicide or something, because it is Suicide Prevention Month. And that was on Suicide Prevention Day that Skip Bayless brings that up and says, well, he's got to be tougher. Obviously, he can't be quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys if he is battling depression. Like, it's just... Why can't he? Why the hell can't he? Yeah, actually, Skip Bayless, he can. Because he is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And he's going through, he's had issues with uh, mental health and depression. So he's battling that. And he's has the confidence to come out and say that publicly. And then Skip Bayless, who is the authority on Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks, apparently, comes out and says, well, I mean, then I wouldn't give him a contract if I was the Dallas Cowboys. If Dak Prescott doesn't win games, he's not going to get a contract. If Dak Prescott does win games, he's going to get a contract. At no point is Jerry Jones going to say, well, Dak, are you, are you suffering depression? Because I'm not sure I want to bring somebody on suffering depression. That's not going to go through Jerry Jones' mind. It's just not. I mean, Kevin Love won a championship. Baker Mayfield. Cleveland. Yeah, if, it, if it's about, you know, confidence or whatever, Baker Mayfield is the most confident quarterback in the NFL. How's Baker Mayfield do? Yeah, how about Johnny Football? John, yeah, Johnny, uh, Johnny Mansell had great, you know, Tim great Tebow. confidence. How are, how are those guys? They're not in the league except for Baker Mayfield, and give it another year or two, and he won't. But, And it's because they don't complete passes. It's because they don't win games. That's what matters. It has nothing to do with battling depression. And I commend Dak Prescott for having the bravery and the courage yes. to come out and say, I am struggling with this, and this is something I went through when my brother committed suicide. I went through depression, and I had to battle those demons. And I commend him for having the bravery to say that. And again, it's just disgusting that somebody like Skip Bayless would try to, for TV, for the sake of TV ratings, say, you know, well, he's not strong enough, so he shouldn't be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And he does say the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, as if, like, 31 other NFL teams, that's fine, but not the Dallas Cowboys. That's, that's even more ridiculous. But again, you just have to ignore it because it's I mean, Skip Bayless. Being quarterback for the Jets, it might just go hand in hand. You can have Mono and be quarterback of the Jets. But, um, well, I mean, I mean, you've opened up to me up on that topic. And I mean, I think it's commendable for you to open up on the podcast and, and talk about that there. And in no way is anybody's response to this going to be like, well, you shouldn't be hosting a podcast because you don't, you know, because you have issues with depression or you shouldn't, you know, have your full time job because of that. And so, like, I, it, it doesn't apply at any level, like, like you're saying. We're supportive of you. I, I, the group, the listeners are supportive of you through everything. Maybe not when I call them idiots, but yeah. But no, we know our, we know basically all of you, the handful of you that listen, we, we know you. And, and I mean, a lot of you are friends, so we appreciate that. Um, and, and the support for both of us, but, um, but it goes right up the line. Like, you don't know what people are about. Look at Robin Williams. Look how successful that guy was. And then, you know, that's, a very bad example uh, or negative example um, to use in this 
case and and you just don't know what people are battling but people can do anything while while managing that and whether they're managing it well or not they, people can achieve whatever they'd like to achieve and so uh trying to tell people they can't or take it away from them or imply that there should be doubt put upon them is only another negative to throw at somebody that doesn't need another negative and uh I mean, honestly it kind of goes back to my gender reveal thing i just said like you don't know what other people are going through so just be supportive of people and um, try to be accepting and then we're all okay. And uh, there's nothing, um, you know, the aspect of depression and all that is nothing to be ashamed of or, or is a problem or is a signal of defeat. And, um, you know, you, there's negative things that can come from that, that everybody supports for them not to happen. And so, doubling down on the negative is just not the right path for anybody to take. And Skip, I, I, I do not like Skip Bayless. I just kind of coming back. <laughs> yeah, to I mean, I haven't liked Skip Bayless topic. before this comment, but yeah. I, I don't know how many episodes of Undisputed I've watched. Entire episodes, zero. But uh, moments of TV is can probably be counted on one hand. So um, when he left ESPN, he left my life, and that I've been better for it. I didn't watch a lot of First Take either. I still don't watch a lot of no, First Take. It, um, I would but, say it was on more than anything Undisputed's done. But sure. Um, and the other aspect of this is like, it's just another way we tend to dehumanize these athletes. Like, yeah, shut up and yeah. play, or don't have an opinion on something, or hey, you can't have mental illness or depression like they're human beings and at the end of the day i know i laugh and look i i joke about it sometimes you know about how you know oh my gosh i'm depressed because the orioles stink obviously that's never what i'm depressed about would i love for the orioles to be better sure but is it going <laughs> to be like thing. my life is over <laughs> because the baltimore orioles didn't win a world series no so it it's at the end of the day, and I, on a sports podcast of all things, Leland and I keep saying this, and we just want to drive it home. There are more important things in life than sports. There are more important things to Dak Prescott than being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And it needs to be his life, first and foremost. Look, I can't stand Chris Davis. Do I want personal harm to fall upon Chris Davis? No. I don't. As much as I think he stinks and he's the worst player in Orioles history and the worst contract in the history of baseball, I don't want something bad to happen to Chris Davis. Because he's a human being, and he has a family, and he has a wife and kids, and even if he didn't, he's still a human being. And it's it's this kind of mentality that we have like where we just block that out. We talked about it at the top. You know, oh, I guess this is what happens when you go to Virginia Tech, blah, blah, blah. These are human beings. And then the flip side of the Virginia Tech fans, like, oh, yeah, well, what about this player you had a few years Double ago in one of your teams? Like, there's human beings that have to see that, man. Like, put the rivalry aside for one minute and stop and think, like, is this worth it? Is yeah. it worth Skip Bayless? Is it worth getting the TV ratings to say, because Dak Prescott battles depression, he can't be quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? Is it worth saying, well, uh, would it be worth this podcast, you know, somebody picking it up if, if we came out and said, well, I'm not going to say 
I don't know why I say we. It would be me if anybody said it. But <laughs> if I said Chris Davis is an absolute clown and I hope he gets in a car wreck, like, no, that would be terrible. It would, And I would hope people on here would say, Joe, what the hell are you saying? Because I would deserve it. Like, I don't want that to happen. Do I joke and say, yeah, shoot him to the sun? Obviously, I don't want Chris Davis shot to the sun. Like, <laughs> it's just get him out of my life and out of an Orioles uniform. That's what I want. It's not something, some harm to befall to Chris Davis. If Chris Davis came out and said, hey, I'm battling depression and I'm battling illness, I'm not going to be like, well, then you shouldn't be playing for the Orioles for that reason. No, it's going to be because you're hitting 122. <laughs> Or 115 or whatever it is. It's not going to be, well, Chris Davis is depressed, so he's got to go. First thing Joe says, let me remind everybody I already hated him. Yeah, like, (laughs) if Skip Bayless says he's battling depression, am I going to say Skip Bayless should be fired for that? No, it's going to be because I think Skip Bayless is not very good, and I don't like what he has to say. Like, that's why I think he should be fired. Yeah, Yeah, shoot him to the sun. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so, but it's just, (sighs) again, like, Sports is sports. I love sports, but at the end of the day, it is secondary to everything else in life. Like, there are more important things. There are more important things. Yes, the people who are still alive have been through some of the hellish, (laughs) the most hellish six months in our lifetime with a pandemic. That is more important than sports. Oh, that was just... Well said, right there. Uh, that was yeah. Two hundred thousand Americans aren't, but the Not a funny line. the ones of us that have survived, like, have made it through something more important than sports. And the fact that some people still can't see that is troubling. Whew. Well, I think we've established well. On that happy note, <laughs> make sure you follow us for brighter topics. I know we've been negative, and by it's we, I mean me. Summer. It has been, and we're getting sports back so we can be more positive. We, Hey, Joe, before the podcast started tonight, you know, I didn't say this yesterday before the power went out, but today when we're recording, I said, let's call people idiots less today. You did good. You did I don't good. think I called anyone an idiot, unless I accidentally yeah. did during the Skip Bayless thing, but He's I don't think idiot. I did. It's fine. Wow. If I, I didn't, Leland just said an idiot more than me, although I just said it, so I think we're tied now, but... <laughs> Although you said it, you said it in the description, so that would still be more than me. So I think maybe we're, we'll have to listen back. This might be the first episode where Leland said that word more than me. I'm not going to say it again because then we would be tied. But uh, for when we talk about happier things, hopefully Virginia Tech plays football this season. If they're going to, if the ACC is going to play, hopefully Virginia Tech can be a part of it if it's safe and everyone can do so healthily. And hopefully we can win and not play two quarterbacks. Um, but. You can follow us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Yak Sports Pod, or you can email us, yaksportspod at gmail.com if that's your thing. And you can, you can contact us at any of those to get in on our NFL pick em. Yes, week one. I will be glad to invite you. And you can, and a, a week gets. Uh, How did I not mention anyway? that? One of us so is leading, right? One of us is yeah. winning that, right? You're, you're winning by two picks. Yep. Wow. And I think you're tied with somebody, aren't you? No, I'm not tied with anyone. Okay. But you're still it's, now. It's, no, that's not true. We're all tied technically because it drops your lowest. So that's the that's the good news. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and get in because you can still pick with us the whole year. It drops your lowest score, 
So your lowest score will be week one where you had zero. But if you pick and the rest and we go through the playoffs, so if you pick all the way through the playoffs and you catch us and you win, Leland's going to tell you something maybe that you win. You get to you get an invite to the podcast. It's your choice yes. to come on or not. That's you get Steve Cash last podcast. year. He came on. We harassed yep. him. And by we, I mean me harassed him about being a Red Sox fan. And he's been on a second time since then. So that's that's where it gets you. Gets I know. Your tryout, which you probably any of you are probably better than us at talking on the radio. So. And we maybe get to, me. Me, me, if you're a band director, let us know, because I'm going to want you on the podcast anyway. So I think only one band director actually li- ever listens to us. And it's the one that was on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <sighs> we need to, we need to have a band segment. We have a surveyor and a uh, shirt maker and another shirt maker. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Next year, or if they have bands during football season, we just a need to do. Teacher a band segment about how great the show was so we can appeal to that audience. That audience is underserved. A a band March again. We should, we'll have a segment there. That, that audience is underserved. So you can join us for our great band topics when they happen, or more likely just the sports on yak sports pod at Twitter. Again, yak sports pod, Facebook writers, listen yak sports pod at gmail.com. Who listens? Some sports writers. Uh, They say they do. I don't know. You can subscribe on Podbean, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Hey, sports writers, prove it this week. And to the sports writers that listen to, thank you. So make sure you're listening and subscribing and sharing it with your friends. You can subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And never miss another episode. Until then, we hope you enjoyed the episode and have a great week, folks. Good night. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.